This episode of the 948 Division One show is brought to you by Ryan, Jim of Henderson, and Logan Edmondson, and we do appreciate that. They're located at 2101 Highway 64 in Henderson. You can give them a call, 903-987-5858. You can find them online at rawironjimhenderson.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in Ryan Jim of Henderson. And we've talked before about how at Ryan Jim of Henderson, it's not just about working out. It's a family atmosphere that they want to know your goals and then they're going to help you try to get to those goals and strive for them and when you achieve them they're going to celebrate with you also logan knows it's not just about working out as he says nutrition is just as important as exercise when it comes to achieving your fitness goals proper nutrition is essential for achieving strength and muscle gains and he backs that up because now at the gym you can buy prepackaged meals they're healthy they're easy and also it's really easy to pay you don't have to have cash you walk in you get the meal you one and you cash app for it so check out raw and jim of henderson again located at 2101 highway 64 in henderson and then there was there were there was one there were one there's one chapel hills left that's all i gotta say hello everybody terry bennett here on the 948 division one report brought to you by raw and jim of henderson right here on s2s sports part of l4 media as there is one team left, and that's the Chapel Hill Bulldogs once again. Third straight year into the state semifinal. Hoping to finally break through after a tough loss two years ago against Austin LBJ and what was just a heck of a game. Both of them have been great games. And then last year, losing to Bernie. This year, upstart Davenport. And this is going to be a fun one. As always, I'll be talking with Brett Sweeney of NETSN. He'll be giving the call of the Chapel Hill game, and so we're excited about that. Uh, and we're just going to break it down, kind of talk about the Kilgore game, and then, of course, talk about the Davenport game. And we do that right now. Uh, first off, I said it on sideline to sideline last night, Brett, and I'll say it to you as the Chapel Hill homer. I mean, broadcaster. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I was wrong about Chapel Hill. Uh, they, what they did against Kilgore, I was very, very impressed with, uh, not just winning the game, but how they just ground Kilgore down. Uh, I was very impressed with that run game. What were your thoughts? Well, I kind of thought the defense had gotten better. We talked about it a little bit on, on our show, uh, each week. And we had a lot of folks that, you know, were saying Homer, Homer, but I really did. I, I really thought that when you looked at the two teams and how Kilgore was playing and how Chapel Hill was playing, I felt like the Kilgore was not playing as, as, as well as they had been in the, towards the end of the regular season when they beat us pretty bad before. And so they kind of had played around with some teams in the playoffs and, and uh, Chapel Hill, it just seemed like they gotten better. Coach McFarlane had gotten some things going with the defense and it tightened it up. And honestly, you know, they haven't really allowed a whole lot of points in the playoffs. Now, a lot of that is, I think, they're playing guys more uh, time. I think some, yeah. of the, some of the things that people don't look at, uh, as, as I've done some of the games, Chapel Hill, they get ahead, they rest guys. And so you get a lot of those extra touchdowns at the end of the game. It kind of skew the numbers a little bit. But even with that, I think the defense, man, that's to, to see that they were able to win with their defense. I mean, their offense got them ahead, don't get me wrong, but they won that game with their defense. Boy, they were able to minimize what Kilgore did. Now, Kilgore had a couple of plays that probably should have went their way, but it didn't. Go, it didn't. And uh, I was just impressed, Terry. I honestly was. I, I 
I had a good feeling about this game coming in. I thought it would be a one-score game either way. And I felt like Chapel Hill was playing well at the right time. Coach Reardon has a, a great uh, tendency to get those guys peaking at the right time. Yeah. Um, and they're back in the fifth round for the third time in three years and open for the uh, third time's a charm with that, that game five. Well, you know, I, I think the thing that you got to give – uh, a, a, a compliment to what Chapel Hill did. And you talk about the defense, but I think the offense has been more complimentary for the defense. You look at what they did against Kilgore, only throwing six times. I mean, they ran 57 times, uh, almost eight yards a carry. You got three guys hitting 100. You got Ricky Stewart hitting 230 yards. And, and so what they did was is they kind of did what Kilgore likes to do to opponents, and that's keep their offense off the field and when you do that, you force their offense to be perfect. And Kilgore's offense was really good this year, but it wasn't at times efficient. I mean, you know, they we saw it against Needville. You know, they, they would waste a few drives here and there. And with Chapel Hill uh, not getting off the field offensively, I think that's the was the big uh, thing that helped Chapel Hill win the game. Yeah, it was, it was just very surprising the way the game went. I mean, you had – if you'd have told me Chapel Hill scores – 21 points in the first quarter, they don't score the rest of the way and they get the win. I probably would have been surprised by that. Yep. Even, even the way the defense is played. Um, it just shows that the offense was able to move the ball. There was a couple times that they had chances. Um, there was one play, I think in the end of the third or the fourth where I thought maybe we should have taken a field goal and made a two possession game. And they talked about it on air. Uh, I got to watch the game back. But they didn't didn't make it. But when they needed to make the big plays, there was a couple of fourth down plays they were yeah. able to come on. And I think they had the confidence in going with their guys, and and it paid off. I just I really I really was impressed. I think to me the key was you know we've always talked about Ricky Stewart and Demetrius Brisbane, but Jabo Cook. Yes, yeah. you just mentioned the three guys. Jabo Cook had a great night running the football. Normally he's out there flying around on defense and doesn't do a whole lot on offense. But you get down to this point in the season, all hands on deck, and, and Jabo Cook played really well against uh, Kilgore's defense. A lot of big plays, picked up a couple of big first downs. They, they actually went to him on some big conversions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, you can diversify your offense. It doesn't always mean you're throwing the ball and running the ball to balance. It just means you've got different guys in doing – different things and, and you know you got your steward as your lead back and then you got brisbane at quarterback of course and his i don't even call him scrambles just runs uh and then you bring in a, another guy like cook and it just adds something that your opponent has to see on film and speaking of your opponent chapel hill will be taking on uh the davenport wolves uh it's kind of funny how they kind of resemble Bernie in a lot of ways, a school that's newer. Now, Bernie's newer. I mean, not as new, but still Bernie to the 4A playoff level is new. Uh, Davenport's a new school. This is their second year. But like Iowa County, like Bernie, they have a lot of depth uh, as an advantage. But they also have a, a quarterback in uh, uh, Tristan Hamlin 
Uh, and, and this is a guy that hasn't played every every game. He was, uh, I mean, he hasn't played every snap. That they they mix it up between him and a couple other guys. But on the year, he has thirty five hundred yards, forty one touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, but oh yeah, they can also run. They've got a sophomore running back uh, in Barrett Fallon. He has seventeen hundred yards. He has you know twenty five touchdowns. They have two wide receivers at 1,000 yards, another couple at 500. I mean, this is a, a team that people might not know, but this is a very talented offense. I'm not sure what happened there, but my computer decided to start talking. That was funny. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I When I've been kind of keeping my eye on Region 4, because, at, at, you know, whoever came out of this region was going to get them. And Bernie losing early surprised me. Yeah. Um, and then – it was just kind of a, a free-for-all um, down there, and, and Davenport comes out of it. I've looked at a little bit of their stats, and you're, and you're right. They've got they've got some guys. Um, but I just – I think of the last two years that I've – you know, we've made the trip to the fifth round, and I've got to call the games. And I feel like that this may be – I don't want to say they're easy because it's not an easy team. They're good. I think it's not the, – the, the same team as Bernie was last year. They, they have similar characteristics, but from what I've seen, they're not as big um, and they don't have near as the, the the speed as Bernie. So that's what I'm interested in to see how that matches up. I don't think this is going to be an easy game at all. I, I think Davenport's going to come to play, but I think this is a very winnable game for Chapel Hill. And you look at the way the bracket has fallen and I, I just, you don't have those, those normal guys in this bracket. You I mean, China Springs out, you know, Bernie's out, um, you know, Anna's sitting up there. They've had a solid year. Um, and then you got Decatur, but those four teams are probably not any of the ones that maybe some people would have picked when the playoffs started. I mean, yeah, to an extent. You didn't have Davenport in your bracket. Come on, Terry. You know you didn't. Oh, actually, I mean, we had in the Big Arts preview show, we had Davenport making it to the region finals. In fact, we had Bernie beating Davenport in the region finals. I was big on that. We were big on Davenport last year as a new school simply because when we were talking to coaches in the area, they were just like, you know, and and this is kind of how it works today where – a school gets new in a metro area and they just immediately start in 4A. And mm-hmm. by year one, they're already at 5A numbers. Now, I don't know if Davenport is actually going to be there. I think they're right at the line. But still, that they have the depth and everything. Um, so I, I actually was big on them on thing. I didn't think they would be Bernie, but I'm like you. I didn't think Bernie would get beat by Laverne. I still don't know what happened there. I don't know. I do yeah. know they had injuries at quarterback, but the, the freshman quarterback had been perfectly fine. Maybe the, the game was just big too big for him in the moment. Or maybe, hey, it's just how it is in football. Look at Gilmer beating Carthage. You know, look at uh, Ganado beating Refurio, a team that had beaten Ganado bad four times in a row, maybe five times. Uh, and, and so sometimes those games happen, but um, – I don't. I, I kind of feel like you're falling into that trap that I think a lot of people did two years ago with Chapel Hill in, in that game, and it was like, oh, that Chapel Hill's got more speed. Chapel Hill's got more athleticism. This is Chapel Hill's year, and then boom, the game happens, and it's just like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. I, I, I think Davenport can cause a lot of problems for Chapel Hill. Now, one of the things I don't think they will cause problems for is defensively. I think this is a shootout. I, I think, and I think Grant and I even said this on the show last night, I, I think 45 might win it. I, I think this is going to be just like the Bernie game where yeah. you're going to have drives that don't go anywhere, and then all of a sudden you're going to have both teams just have back-to-back-to-back to back to back 
three-play 75-yard drives with a 45-yard touchdown and stuff like that. This, to me, is going to be one of the more enjoyable, just as a third-party fan, one of the more enjoyable games to watch this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm going to get to call this one. Uh, this is the first playoff game of Chapel Hills I've gotten to call um, as we've been doing other games around the area. So I'm excited to do this one. I think I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be high scoring. I feel a lot better about this game now than I probably would have four or five weeks ago. I agree with that. Uh, with Chapel Hills is tightened up on defense, um, and they've seemed to have found something. Um, you know, they've got the guys up front, but it seems like you know schematically things have have maybe tightened up. They've got some things situated, and I just to me, if Chapel Hill is playing solid defense like they did the last few weeks against, you know, the likes of Iowa Colony and Kilgore, they're going to be tough because I think the offense, as long as they take care of the ball, and we've talked about it numerous times, as long as they take care of the ball, it's tough to get them off the field on offense. Yep. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. Now, the, the, I will say this, the one, the one negative on the offense from last week is six passes and one of them was intercepted. Um, yeah, that, that's just, it, I, it, I, I don't know what it is this year. And, and, and I know the, the Chapel Hill offense when they're throwing has always kind of been high flying, high reward, high, uh, negative, but it just, I don't know. I still feel like the passing side of the offense has never progressed past where they were two years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just that they didn't think they needed to against Kilgore. They, yeah. You know, they were content with keeping the ball on the ground, keeping the clock rolling. Um, I, I, maybe it's the way the defense was playing. They feel like they didn't, they were good with just keeping the ball on the ground. I mean, Gilgore didn't do a great job of stopping them and they stopped them when they needed to, but like they were gashing them a little bit there. Oh, yeah. Even in the, the game, I, I noticed that, you know, four or five yards here and moving the ball a lot better than Kilgore was. Uh, minus the one big play from Kilgore, they didn't really do a whole lot in the second half. They, they were kind of uh, stymied by, you know, Trevor Brooks and, Kendall Allen were causing trouble in the backfield. Um, I, I I was re- just, like I said, I'm just kind of in shock a little bit about how well the defense has improved. Um, I, I knew they were good early. The, the points didn't really tell how good they were, but I feel a lot better about them after I saw what I saw against Kilgore because I don't think, uh, I just feel like that, that Kilgore, uh, as far as, the game itself, I think that was huge for them. It got the monkey off their back. And now I don't think Chapel Hill's coming to this game lightly, Terry, because uh, there's no more motivation than losing the same round two years in a row and getting yeah. a third opportunity at it. I think they're going to come in focused. They're going to come in hungry. And I would be I would be uh, concerned if I was Davenport. And as always, I do appreciate Brett joining me here on the show. Now, next week, if Chapel Hill wins... This interview will be rolled into the pregame show, as will Sideline to Sideline, uh, 4A shows. All of those we record individually and we put them up. And what we'll do is I'll put them up as audio only on probably Wednesday. And then on uh, we're doing a watch party for the state championship game. So if you'd like to join that, we'll be live on all the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch. And so what we'll do is I'll then put the video up of all that in that as we roll right into the watching party. So be checking out more information for that. If you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, email them to me, Terry at S2Sport.com. Two more weeks of football. And then it's all over, man. It's just so sudden when it ends. 
just man, you, I, I say this every year. You know, one of my consistent leads into the sidelines is it's week three and the season's flying by. It's week six and the, because it does. And for as busy as we are from July 1st through December 18th, 19th, depending on what day the state championship games end, it's like I, I, I go to bed on July 1st and I wake up and boom, we're sitting now ready to talk state semifinals and state championships. So that's why I always make sure to tell people, just enjoy it. Whether your team wins or not, if you love the sport, just enjoy the moment because it goes by quick, it ends, and then we have to wait nine months for it all start again, and that's not the fun part of the year. All right, until next week, I'm Terry Bennett, and this has been the Raw and Jim of Henderson District 9 for a Division One show, or we could just call it right now the Chapel Hill Bulldogs football show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.